0: Well, hello and welcome to another episode of IP Frequently. I'm here as I always am with my good friend and uh, business partner, man I consider my brother, one David Michael Pridham, how are you buddy?
1: Some would say common law wife.
0: Some would, some would, and all that's fine. Cause you know, here on IP Frequently, we don't judge. We just talk about IP and we do it well frequently. So David, big, uh, big episode. Our first episode in which we're going to actually uh, pick a winner of a contest, and we're Mm -hmm. going to hand out some fabulous prizes. So those who are frequent listeners know what the contest was, as everyone knows. We have rules here. And one of those rules is that we start every podcast with an 80s tune. And so we asked our vast worldwide listening audience to vote via the tweeter, on their favorite 80s tune, and my friend, we have a winner.
1: We, with the, and, and what I was surprised at, Brad, was the thousand plus uh, entries we got. I mean, we appreciate the feedback um, and uh, are very excited about the number of, of uh, entries. And I should also say that the intricate um, details that went into choosing a winner and then choosing how the winner was gonna be rewarded rivals the uh, landing at uh, Normandy in terms of the amount of time the team here has spent on. So just wanted to say that kudos to the team. What a, what a great job.
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's the eighties rock version of D-Day. There's no doubt about it. And out of the thousand plus results that we got, oddly uh, the, the winner only got four votes out of the rest of those. There was no one who topped four votes. We obviously had a very broad, very
1: diverse Uh, response group. We appreciate everything from from Karma Chameleon to Faith by George Michael received one or two votes, but only one song got four. Is that what you're saying? That is what I'm saying. We had folks that
0: I think got the century wrong because we had uh, classical music in there from the 19th and 18th centuries, jazz, whatnot. I appreciate not only did I, did I, the diversity of the listening audience, but the diversity of the responses. But you're right, the, the winner got four votes, and the winner is Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. Uh, but I do want to give uh, proper props to the winners. So we have Hey Yo Be Me, or at Hey Yo Be Me. We got at Chicago Playtime, that's the uh, body harlot at Chicago Playtime. We have Angel Garcia at Angel underscore Garcia, Original angel, good for you. And then we have uh, one Pat Convoy, who did not uh, tweet that in, but got it to us in another method of communications. All of them voted for "Sweet Child of Mine," and that is your winner. So each of the winners will receive a fabulous IP frequently can koozie, as long as you are willing to give
1: up your mailing address. So those of you who want to we listen, Brad, correct prepare. me. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brad, but we can deliver to federal penitentiaries, correct? I certainly hope so.
0: As if not, uh, we won't be giving out four can koozies, I can tell you that. But we'll, we'll make every effort to deliver. Uh, our erstwhile producer and current criminal defendant will be reaching out via the tweeter, uh, for those of you that won to see if you're willing to unwisely produce your mailing address. But if you do, if you roll those dice, Uh, you will get an IP frequently canned koozie. So congratulations to our four winners. We certainly appreciate the participation by everyone. Uh, As I scroll through this spreadsheet, like I said, a lot of good good responses in there. Some that I wouldn't have picked myself, but some that I would have. I'm sure the same thing is true for you, David.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, look, the fact that, and and so some of the other entries got more votes, but they just weren't from the 80s. So for example, Lady by the Little River Band received a whopping 113 votes, but it couldn't win because the song is not from the 80s. Yeah, I
0: mean, there's not a lot of rules here, uh, and I guess it just goes to, you know, sort of demonstrate the, I don't know, attention span of our listening audience. But again, we appreciate all the effort. We're looking forward to sending out the can koozies to the winners. We're looking forward to doing our next contest whenever we figure out what that may be. But at this point, without further ado, it's time to get a little sweet child of mine from Guns N' Roses. Now that that my friend is a solid tune, a solid tune. what do you think
1: i think uh obviously i i wouldn't have picked it but um for the for the four folks that did great uh great job perhaps at some point we'll have another contest and we'll see um if we can do a little bit better um but again very very nice and i'll tell you what that boy george sure does uh have a, a, a set of vocals on him no
0: well, I don't know, because we didn't actually listen very to Boy George. I was Axel Rose, lead man for Guns N' Roses. But uh, as far as I know, Boy George, I'm sure, is fine.
1: At least he was. Well, that's, that's good. But congratulations to our winners, and we'll be uh, up and running with the new contest very soon. I'm sure everyone's sitting on pins and needles, Brad, waiting for that, uh, that new contest to, uh, to launch and waiting for their chance to win an IP Frequently Koozie. Buddy, how do you tell
0: the difference between whether or not you're sitting on a pin or a needle? Or does it not matter?
1: I don't think it matters. I think it's painful. You want to know what else is painful, Brad?
0: <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. I'm sure you're going to tell me.
1: Well, no. I think uh, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of things. Trips to the dentist can be painful. Yep. Falling off of a, a 12-foot ladder, shattering your arm can be painful. Absolutely. Sitting next to a man on a five-and-a-half-hour road trip earlier – and watching him eat a short stack of waffles out of a um, plastic uh, container with his hands covered in butter and syrup, <laughs> that can be painful. And, and I
0: presume on the steering wheel and other, you know, car yeah. control devices? All
1: over the place, all over the place.
0: And are you at any point in time going to have to sit in that command pilot seat?
1: It could happen. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think the car is going to be fumigated tomorrow, so that'll be a uh, that'll be good but that is um that's something that not you don't see every day nor do you want to no. you sure don't no. but uh, anyway yeah that is that is equally painful and i assume he voted for um sweet uh, child of mine is that uh, is that correct well i don't
0: know i mean again i don't have real names here unless you know he could be the body harlot could be angel garcia uh hey yo be me any of those folks, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I I,
1: I assume he he must have voted several times because uh, he was texting the entire drive. So, um, well, that's He wasn't safe. eating the. Yeah, no, that's um, it's uh, it's just a, a sight to be seen. I did watch a driver eat an entire tuna sandwich with one hand and text with the other while driving a car with my wife and kids ninety miles an hour down a highway in a rainstorm. So, it's a good time. Oh. Yeah. Well, the good news is he will be driving us to South Carolina next weekend, so that'll be good too. But uh, yeah. anyway, back to it uh, again, IP frequently brought to you by IPedia, the automation of innovation, uh, the first self-aware um, patent analytics tool available. Brad, what do you think about that? I
0: think it's fantastic. I understand that when IPedia became self-aware, it was sort of disappointed in itself. It's got some self-esteem issues, but we're working our way through that.
1: Did IPEDIA sign off on the winner of the contest? Absolutely. You know, we wouldn't
0: have announced the winner without having uh, IPEDIA weigh in. Come on, buddy. This is an amateur hour.
1: Or maybe it is. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's, I think that's, um, I think, you know, be very careful what we say about, uh, about IPEDIA. But as long as IPEDIA signed off, I'm fine with the result. I think another big news item of the week, Brad, is that we've crossed over uh, a thousand listens on our latest uh, set of podcasts, so that's a big feat. How does it feel to be the most successful IP podcast in the Twitter Twittersphere?
0: Uh, fine. I, it feels fine. Comfortable,
1: relaxed. Um, I, I don't know what else to tell you. So next, Police Blotter, the big Hunter Biden story broke this week, and then it was censored by the Twitter and the, um, the, the Facebook and, and all, the, all the social media platforms, Brad, what do, you, uh, what do you think? Do you think it's relevant that the son of a vice president is getting a $10 million a year job by a Ukrainian uh, oil and gas company? Well, gee,
0: I don't know, David. Did, did the vice president ever visit the Ukraine or have any interaction with
1: officials from the Ukraine? Well, my understanding, Brad, was that he was in charge of the Ukrainian policy in the Obama administration. The scarier thing is the fact that that all of tech um, social media censored this article so that uh, people couldn't uh, post it on their on their sites without having their accounts suspended. I mean, it's uh, well, and well, what's the it's, reason it's just, behind that?
0: I mean, I don't, as you know, I don't do the social media thing. So, I, how do they get away with that?
1: I don't know. I don't know. It's it's scary, right? Because um, yeah, this I mean, might it's, be a it's, good it's, time to say that I. Tweeted that article from the IP frequently Twitter account, and we are currently suspended. Okay, well that's that's good news. That's good. <laughs> So basically, uh, my understanding is that um, Twitter is taking the position that since the hard drive where all these I mean there were emails between Hunter Biden and these people setting up meetings with these I mean they're setting up meetings with the old man, the father, uh, Joe Biden, um, and then there were pictures of Hunter Biden with crack pipes and. Sex t- it was apparently a very, very um, tawdry set of materials. And I guess this was all on a hard drive that was dropped off at a repair shop that uh, Hunter Biden never picked up. And it, this being I, the world we live in, it was, it was provided to Rudy Giuliani, who then provided it to the <laughs> New York Post. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you that was just too
0: great. You can't yeah, make that it up. That, yeah, know that's great.
1: That is you great. can't make and it up. I mean, I, and so, yeah, and so that's basically where we are. So now this has all led to, the censoring of IP frequently, basically.
0: I mean, I, I don't do social media for many reasons, but are you kidding me? I mean, we live in a democracy. Theoretically, in a democracy, you want to have educated voters, you want people to know all the facts so they know the nature and character of the, of the person or people for whom they are voting. And yet, we want to censor this. Of course, we're never going to censor anything on the other side, right? I mean and you know say what you will about president trump you don't really have to guess what that guy's thinking right he's tweeting it right out there is no filter between his thumbs and his worldwide audience so I, yeah i mean i just i don't know what to say about that but i mean you're not you're, you yeah, know, you're not only putting a thumb on the scale you're putting your whole damn foot on the scale
1: Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to have to um, keep the listenership uh, apprised of when we are back up and we're able to deliver our message. But at this point, Hunter Biden is effectively preventing us from adding listeners. And we may not be able to announce the winners of our contest because we are currently suspended on the Twitter. Brad, this week uh, in licensing is where Brad imparts some of his wisdom. Um, He gets down to the mechanics of licensing, pops open the hood. Really, just works through the mechanical intricacies of licensing in a way that only an expert can. Um, so, this week, Brad, our question is from Zeke in Dallas. It says, Brad, I am a longtime fan and a listener of your podcast. I have a question in two parts about license agreements. One, should I staple my license agreement or use a paper clip? Also, do the pages have to be in order? Thank you, Zeke. Brad, what, what do you think?
0: Well, Zeke, both excellent questions.
1: So, Zeke, here's what
0: I would tell you. I never staple. I mean, staples are, first of all, bad for the environment. They occasionally get caught in a fish's gill and uh, cause great distress to aquatic animals. And then they get passed to the food chain. A larger fish eats that fish, gets a staple caught in his gill. Eventually, that fish is eaten by a sea eagle. The staple gets caught in its beak, it's unable to fly, and it's just disastrous. So I, I would, A, not use a staple for that reason. B, you never know when someone's going to want to pull a page out, right, perhaps to reference it. And if you have them stapled, well, now you're, you're ripping the paper, you're removing the staple, the staple falls into the gutter, it's washed into the storm drain, it winds up in the open water, boom, it's an official skill, you got problems. Right? And so I would use a paperclip. It allows the pages to be handled individually it's very professional to use a paperclip. I mean, as David has always said, he's a paperclip guy, and I appreciate that about him. So I would use a paperclip for that reason. And the pages don't really have to be in order so long as they are numbered. See, that's the key. So typically, your word processing application will do that for you. But if not, you can always throw some numbers in there by hand. And if you're doing it by hand, it opens up all kinds of doorways for you. You can go Arabic numerals, you can go Roman numerals, you can go letters, you can go a combination of both. And so I think that is a, a way that within a very you know, sort of rigid and structured technical environment, Zeke, you can show some of your artistic ability. And then as long as you put that document together with a paper clip, you're, you're all set. You can march proudly into a courtroom with that. You can drop it in an envelope and mail it. You're all set. And uh, Zeke, good luck to you with both the collation and organization of all of your license agreements.
1: Once again, an expert's uh, view of things. So again, it's not really legal advice, but you know, who knows, right?
0: Right. Yeah, I, I, I would like to think it's not illegal advice, but certainly we're not offering legal advice here on
1: IP Frequently. That's a different podcast, and that one is on Monday afternoons. Uh, As we're winding to the end of the podcast, Brad, question of the week comes from Raul in Havana, Cuba. I wonder if that's Raul Castro. Um, He wants to know, Brad, what is your favorite Halloween candy? And you do, uh, as uh, all of uh, us who know you realize, uh, have a sweet tooth. I do.
0: I do have a sweet tooth. I, I freely admit it. I don't really consider it a negative. I mean, I think, you know, a little sweetness in everyone's life is a good thing. Raul, I think the first thing you have to ask yourself is are you a sort of a, you know, fruit based candy guy, or are you more of the traditional chocolate, you know, kind of guy? Right? Because those are two separate worlds, right? And rarely do they meet, and when they do meet, it doesn't usually go well. Right. I've never had a chocolate covered fruit candy or a fruit covered chocolate candy that I thought was worth a damn. And so you want to what about get a chocolate
1: covered strawberry. You've never had one of those?
0: Yeah, they're just not my thing, buddy. I just don't. The whole idea of the chocolate covered strawberry. And yeah, I just it's I have had them. I I won't say that I turn up my nose at them. But again, they're not my favorite. I like to keep those things sort of separate. If You're going to mix chocolate with something. Then the winning combination there is obviously peanut butter, right? If you're going to go that direction, you go Reese's peanut butter cup or you go those Reese's pieces. That's an award winning candy right there. That's good stuff. Uh, If you're going to go fruit-based, then really it's a horse race. I'm not sure if we're allowed to say that at this point, but the truth of the matter is it's a horse race between Skittles and Starburst, right? Now they both come in all kinds of different varieties and flavors. You got sour Skittles, you got tropical Skittles, you got multicolored Starburst, you got the traditional Starburst, but if you're going to go fruit, you, you can't go wrong with either one of those.
1: Uh, let's see. Uh, time Machine is where we send Brad back in time to deal with one of history's great dilemmas, um, Terminator style, of course. And um, he's going to solve some of the great problems of history. Um, so, Brad, are you ready to go? I'm ready, buddy. All right. This is a particular um, uh, Time Machine uh, directed at this day, October 15th, 1988. What, do, you, do you remember what happened on this day, Brad?
0: October 15th of 1988.
1: Yes. Very famous, uh, um, very famous sporting event took place. Uh, you got me there, my friend. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 1988. going back. 1988. Digging back into the memory bank. back into the is memory this, bank. Is this, good, uh, good.
0: Is this, I, I, you know what, I hesitate to even say it because I, I, I could screw this up, but I, I was, you, you know, this would have been the right age for me. Is this the, uh, Gibson game?
1: It is the Gibson, uh, versus Eckersley at bat.
0: Oh, that was, well, let me tell you what, buddy, that's a good choice out of you.
1: No, I mean, it's I a don't big, believe um,
0: what I just saw.
1: Oh yeah. What a, what a great, uh, what a great at bat. I mean, it's like a 10 minute clip. Um, but for purposes of this time machine, we're sending you back in time uh, to the night before to meet up with Eck at the hotel bar. I think he was still drinking then. Um, So maybe we just send you back with a four-pack of Zima, right? Why not, right? You're used to traveling with it. It travels well. Um, And you have the results of the game. And the question is, do you or do you not tell Eck to walk Gibson?
0: Okay, here's the question, right? I mean, again, this is is the difficulty of traveling back in time, right, is – do you want to potentially disrupt one of the greatest sporting moments you know in baseball history right now you and i both grew up in an era where baseball was still america's pastime we both used to listen to it on the radio as kids both really enjoyed that and so i I think I don't, buddy. I think I don't. I I think I enjoy my time with Eckersley. We've never met. It would be a great opportunity to meet him. He was certainly a character. I may give him, you know, in fairness, I may give him a hint. Buddy, correct me if I'm wrong here, because this is more your area of expertise than mine, but did he throw Gibson a slider? I I I
1: think it was a slider, yeah.
0: So I might tell him that if he happens to see Gibson in the box, which is going to be unlikely, right? Because Gibson's out of the lineup. He's got a bum knee. So he's probably not going to be playing, but if he just, you know, I have a hunch if he happens to see Gibson in the box, he may not want to go with the slider. Right. And then, then I feel good about myself. Right. I I get, I put the ball in his court. He, I'm sure thinks, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. he's right about that. I mean, I have the advantage of traveling back in time, obviously, but I, I feel good about that. And if and when he throws that slider and Gibson ropes it, then I will be able to sleep at night because I did give him what we colloquially refer to as a
1: heads up. If I were going back in time, Al Fresco with a four pack of Zima, I would probably just let it ride and let it happen. Well, Brad, I think we've reached the, uh, the end of our proverbial rope, so to speak. And, uh, hopefully by the time everyone hears this podcast, we'll be, uh, um, off the, uh, barred list on the Twitter. Well, I
0: certainly hope so. Hopefully by the time people hear this podcast, you'll be safely back at home. Uh, having survived what can only be described as a hair raising road trip.
1: Yeah. And there are going to be pictures posted on the Twitter account as soon as it's up and, uh, off the suspended list.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. We will look forward to that. Uh, we appreciate the studio audiences participation as always. And we will look forward to catching up with you all next week. IP frequently.